This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, your Nobia source for thriving with diabetes. It's me again, Taylor Danielle, and funny story. So as you can see, I am in this very interesting mood. If you're watching, I have a very lovely red lip with a hoodie because I was feeling, you ever have those moments where you're just like, I want to be cute, but I want to be comfortable, but like sweatpants comfortable. That's kind of what I was feeling today. I don't know. Interesting thing. I I used to play soccer and volleyball, and I'm not sure about everyone else, but at least in Texas, soccer season for us was in the wintertime. So we often were practicing in hoodies and shorts. And so I, I'm not really bothered by my legs being cold. Now it's a little different now as a diabetic, like your feet are really important in circulation, all that. But for the most part, as long as my upper body is warm, like I'll deal with the rest, like feet warm, upper body warm, I'm good. Right. So my normal like thing around the house, honestly, is like a sweatshirt, shorts, and like long socks or something like that. Like Rural talk to this day. And my dad used to look at me like I was crazy because I would wear a hoodie and shorts around the house and it'd be like 90 degrees outside, maybe even worse. And he's like, what? So staying true to my roots, even my hair. I would I would throw my hair in a messy bun because I was running all the time. So yeah. Yeah. So today's episode, I really wanted to dig into creating your own mental safe space. As I really started to dig deep into my journey, into really loving and accepting myself wholeheartedly as I am right now, and even just getting into therapy, I realized that mental safe spaces, along with physical ones, become more and more important because as I'm like rewiring my brain and retraining myself on how to manage highly emotional situations, especially because I am confrontational. So when things aren't going my way, like, the first emotion that usually hits me is anger. It became important to figure out ways in those triggering moments on how can I be present, not go off on anybody, but still bring myself down. And so it's led to a host of different ways that I've been able to really kind of just guide my emotions into an area that allows me to release them without it kind of backlashing on anybody else. And so as a diabetic, I felt like this was extremely helpful in my journey because a lot of the emotional roller coasters that we face is just purely around our diagnosis on top of everything else that's going on. So I really wanted to talk about what mental safe spaces are, how you can create your own, managing multiple, because you absolutely can have more than one depending on what your environment is, and ways that I've utilized them to really come to terms with my diagnosis and get ahead in a sense of like working with my body versus against it. So I feel like this would be a good one. I hope that this is helpful, but I guess we'll find out. Let's do it. Perfect. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your Nobia source for thriving with diabetes. 
What's up guys, I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. E minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. So mental safe spaces. I'm going to get to why having one is helpful, but let's just kind of go back to basics here and talk about like, what even is that? And the way I kind of define a mental safe space is just a place that you can go to in your mind that allows you to feel, say, and do whatever the hell you need in order to get through whatever moment is kind of triggering you. So I like to think of it as an advanced mind palace. I don't know if there's any Sherlock Holmes watchers out there, but the Cumberbatch one specifically. But if you've ever heard of a mind palace, it's like this mental place or building where you're able to keep important thoughts, memories, things like that. Because your mind never truly forgets things. It's just being able to recall them. So it's kind of a mental exercise, if you will, on being able to store important information and recall them at will. So I kind of take the idea of a mind palace, but instead of it just being to hold memories and things that you want to recall, like a statistic or something. I mean, obviously the way that Sherlock Holmes uses it is way way more advanced than probably what I could do with it, but you get it. But also just applying the same concept to uh, a place where you feel safe enough to feel everything that you need to feel and it not to be projected outwards that could potentially cause some, some drama, right? And so as a diabetic, I felt like this was something that became important for me, not only just as a diabetic, but just in general, because as the world is continuing to shift and our generations are continuing to evolve and learn or unlearn a lot of different information, it's so overwhelming that you almost feel like you can't say or do anything without someone else having an opinion about it. Now, that's kind of life in general. As you live and go through things, opinions, whether you ask for them or not, will come up against you, especially when you decide that you want to allow yourself to be seen in a public fashion, like being online or what, any type of celebrity status. I don't, it's not even a celebrity thing. Anytime that you showcase yourself online, no matter what form it is, even as what feels like as small as Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, I don't even know what the what is Clubhouse still the only the newest one? I don't know, but you get it. You're often open, whether you ask for it or not, to forms of opinion. And so if you're not really sure how to manage that, it can be overwhelming. It can lead to backlashes. It can lead to snapping on people. I feel like a lot of what we're seeing with different, especially influencers and celebrities like hopping on TikTok or hopping online and saying stuff is a moment where their emotions got the best of them. And they wanted to say what they wanted to say, but because of the age of the internet, it's like, you're allowed to be yourself, but not really. It's only if it's convenient for me, are you allowed to be yourself? Because when you're not, or you say something that truly is in line with who you are, and you haven't been showcasing that from the beginning, well, 
here's looking at you, Rachel Hollis. Ah, sad to see. But, you know, it's it's something that you should feel that you have one place, at bare minimum, one place where you can say whatever crazy thing that you need to say because it's in the heat of the moment. Now, am I excusing extremely racist, sexist, all the ist <laughs> things? Not necessarily. I do feel like if you go into your mental safe space and share all those things, there's clearly some things that you need to work on internally in terms of how you feel about those different insert whatever ist that it is. But I do feel like everybody has a right to have a place to be able to let all of that out without any form of judgment. And then you dissect what came out and move forward in the real world accordingly. A lot of people are discovering that they have a lot of unconscious biases that err on the uh, side of racism. And it's it's the playing dumb and not being willing to change that is honestly the thing that I feel like pisses people off. I recognize that there are plenty of people that have racist thoughts and feelings and they're not fully connected to it because it's something so deeply embedded in their environment and their upbringing that they just don't see it as that. And they're having to do some work to unravel that. So. Granted, that's kind of an extreme, but it's also kind of the times that we're living in right now. But I will say that having a mental safe space is just a way to cool your jets, to provide yourself clarity. But I mean, let's face it, how many places can we go to, to truly vent and allow ourselves to say, do, feel, whatever, and not one person is pointing the finger and telling you that you're wrong, right? So your mental safe space is to provide that. Now, there are so many types and some are physical, some are not, but it's something that I feel is helpful because we all deserve to have a place to do that. So in terms of different types, you definitely have to choose what feels good for you, right? And so the way that I would kind of suggest doing that is try different ones for sure. Try out my biggest safe space is for me, my journal. Like granted, I used to be really hard on myself for not journaling every day because I can't remember what the book series was called, but did anybody read those book series where it was like these different like preteen teenage girls and these different time periods and it was their diary, but their diary was like them recalling everything that was happening. Of course, I read all of the black girl ones, especially when they were slaves, because I felt like it was a huge understanding of one, how my ancestry is so impactful to me of like, at one point, women in general weren't allowed to be educated and learn how to write. But even more so, it was a crime for a Black woman to do the same. So I don't know if anybody read those books. I used to love them. And I always wanted to have this catalog of journals that kind of ran the same way. But keeping up with the demand of literally writing every day was so hard. It still is. And I don't put that pressure on myself. But I've always loved writing. And when things are weird, sometimes I just need to write stuff out. And that's what I do. Now, other times. So when you're trying to choose the best mental space for yourself, I like to think of things that I already enjoy doing. So one of those things is writing. It's always been a part of my upbringing, honestly. And it is something that feels like the it felt like the safest place to express myself and and being able to just get my thoughts out no matter how they were. And I didn't have to worry about anybody thinking I was too 
whatever. I'm I'm a very much a hopeless romantic. So when I'm writing in my journal, it's very Shakespearean sometimes. Now there aren't you no know, these and thous and stuff like that, but sometimes my my writing just comes out poetic because that's just how I feel. And sometimes it's very raw and it's very to the point. The other thing that I like to think about whenever you are trying to figure out a mental safe space is it, it doesn't have to necessarily be so much about the action, more so as how it makes you feel. So for example, painting or doodling, right? What I think of is like, it's like a small meditative thing that starts to get my mind to back away from whatever emotional outburst I might be heading towards and allows me to take a breath either physically or mentally and really actually be able to catch a moment of like, all right, pause. The next steps that you take could be vital, right? So think about things that you enjoy doing. A lot of people like to say that like, hey, I play video games to relieve myself just to exhale. That could be maybe one of your mental safe spaces because especially like me who loves MMO games and just running around the world and doing quests. I love fantasy games. Hello, Elder Scrolls Online. Holler at your girl. But like sometimes I would just play and I would put on my headphones and plug it into my controller, which immersed me in the environment. And something as small as just getting on my horse and riding. And the sound of the hoofbeats on the pavement and things like that. And yeah, they have options for you, like create your own house. And does it seem silly to do? Yes, but there's something soothing about creating my own virtual house and being able to do what I want. And I know this sounds really extreme. So let me be very clear that I'm not saying that you should do this in real life. But as a gamer, my fellow gamers will understand this. Sometimes there's a assassination brotherhood in Elder Scrolls Online. And I just need to go on a mission and take some people out, right? Like, it's just one of those things where it's, it's just channeling whatever it is that you're feeling. And so another safe space is the one behind me. This is actually my vision board. And there's a little table underneath. You can, you can see my, my salt lamp. But sometimes I'll just sit right in front of it and I'll meditate. I'll light some incense. Or I'll read. I'll put a bunch of blankets and pillows down there and just lounge out. I've definitely taken a nap there. Like just something that has beautiful visuals and words and reminders of who I am and all that I can be and creating this corner of my space that reminds me that I'm able to be everything that I want and it's okay whatever I'm feeling. Kind of why I actually recorded in this corner, to be quite honest. This corner is where I started this podcast, right? Your mental safe space should be something that allows you to be totally yourself without any form of judgment. Another one that I've seen that's been really cool, and I, I plan to try it myself because you're not always in a place where you can get to your journal, where you can get to a space in your house. So you might have to go into work in a physical office or something like that, or maybe you're going to go out of town, whatever. A picture whether that's on your phone. I've seen people have actual physical pictures in their wallets, their purses, whatever. And you stare at that picture and you just kind of imagine yourself in that environment, whether that's mountainous area, beach, uh, some people like the noise of the city, whatever. Even if it's from a fictional world, like just feeling like you're immersed in that, getting lost in it and just allowing yourself to just feel whatever it is that you're feeling. These spaces are important because we are constantly hit with so many emotions and so many things and so many opinions on how we should handle those things that it really does feel like you have nowhere else in the world to go 
in order to just express how you feel without any form of judgment. Because at the end of the day, whenever you say or express something, yes, you have to be very particular with your words. People aren't going to always have context no matter what. And so any type of expression without context can be problematic. But when you have a space where I am fully free to be everything and say everything and have no judgment, it allows this kind of switch in your mind because then you're able to slow down and you can now reflect, okay, well, why did I say those things? Well, why did I do those things? Well, why do I feel that way? And get to a deeper part of yourself that is trying to reveal something that maybe you hadn't noticed. A lot of my disappearing into my mental safe spaces have been to address my anger with something. And some things that have popped up is recognizing like I feel inadequate next to this person. And if you remember last week's episode, comparing journeys is not a thing to do, but it still happens. And so my mental safe space is a way for me to check that. It's a way for me to realize, okay, I am in a space. I'm in two very separate spaces. I am in the diabetic space and I am in the uh, full self-confidence body acceptance space, if you will. And they seem opposing, but one came about because of the other. And so it can be hard wanting to navigate the diabetic community and be supportive and connecting for that. But at the same time, my other business, if you will, is being a guide and teacher for those who want to be themselves authentically and fully without feeling like they, they have to change themselves in different environments and being okay with their body where it's at. You might have goals for it, but it doesn't mean you have to hate yourself, right? So being in that split kind of environment sometimes is difficult. And I realized that in both spaces, I was starting to fall back into a routine, not a routine, but just like a a thought process of comparing myself of, oh man, I just did this really awesome clubhouse room with these amazing people, but they all seem really established and they're asking me how long I've been doing this. And I'm telling them I'm brand new or whatever. And I don't feel like I'm allowed to be here because I don't have the expertise that maybe they do. But I had to check myself on that of like, okay, you shared how you felt, but recognize that's not true. You have every right to be here just as much as they do. They started small at some point and they got to where they are. Somebody is out there for you. Their audience may not be your audience. That's okay. There's billions of people in the world. You're bound to find a few that resonate with you. So it really is helpful to create these environments. And a lot of the things that I've described are things, right? Safe spaces can be physical places like this corner of my room or like maybe your favorite park or whatever. I hesitate to say people. And I know that there are a lot of great people out there who develop very strong bonds and relationships and are able to, they've created this path of communication where they can express themselves fully. And that is absolutely amazing. And I'm not saying that people can't be safe spaces. I just caution with that. I just caution with that because we're all still human. And so if you have differing beliefs, if you have things that you may not always see eye to eye on, Being able to express yourself wholeheartedly and fully without judgment can be a challenge if you choose one of your mental safe spaces to be a person. It is absolutely doable. I'm not saying that it can't happen, 
But a lot of communication has to go into that of being able to respect the fact that somebody just said this thing and it might not align with you. And you now have to take steps in making sure that you're remaining neutral in your opinions on it to allow them to express or for them to allow you to express um, freely. So not saying it's impossible. I just say caution. But especially when you can't get to those people, it's always good to have something that is easily able to be on your person or something that you can access easily in order to be able to have your thoughts, connect with them, and then kind of learn from them. So that way, when you go forth and making decisions, you're making sound ones. So should you have more than one? I think so, but you don't have to. Like I know plenty of people where, and I used to be this person for sure, where the only safe space that is needed is my journal. I'll put it in my journal. I used to keep it with me everywhere. and Now I don't as much because I can be clumsy in keeping track of my items. I'm I'm decent with it. Maybe I'll get an air tag for it. I don't know. But that and like with people, especially when I was doing this in junior high school and kids are crazy and they take your stuff and they read it and they didn't want to share it out loud and all these things. So it just depends. But I do like the idea of like, I really want to try the photo one because I think that's something that's easily uh, accessible to do. You can carry it anywhere. It can be on your phone and you can be able to just disappear in that moment and come back, right? I do have a space in my Notion. I use Notion for a lot of my note-taking, tracking, and planning. And I do have a section that is, you know, kind of like a journal section. So if I'm out and about and I have a thought, I'm able to put it there. And there's different things like Apple Notes has the ability to lock. I think Evernote does too. So tech has definitely caught up and given us a lot more expansive options. But I do feel like having more than one is beneficial because you never know what environment you might be in. And one safe space might not be available. Like if I'm out or if I go home for the weekend to see my parents, I obviously don't have access to my physical safe space, right? But my journal can go with me, the photo or my phone or whatever can go with me. And that's easy to keep track of. So you don't have to. I definitely encourage you to start small, start with one and then work your way up because I recognize that I respond to different things. So the action of writing is soothing for me. Sometimes just the action of looking at something is helpful. Sometimes the action of just being in the middle of a park or listening to rain or sound is definitely a great mental safe space. I definitely sometimes will put on nature sounds and especially ocean waves. Ocean waves just really take me to just being able to sit and watch the sunset on a beach and feel the warmth of the sun on my skin. And I just, I just melt. I just relax. And I'm able to feel through whatever I'm thinking a lot more deeply. So I'm sharing all of this to say that being a diabetic is hard. Having any form of chronic illness or autoimmune disease is hard. Sometimes existing is hard because we have so many things that are coming at us that are requiring our time and attention, that are challenging us, that are pushing us to our limits and our boundaries. And I feel like sometimes we forget that we're allowed to exhale. And I do feel like this past year was just the world saying it's time to just take a moment and exhale. And by working in having mental safe spaces, your mind palace, whatever you want to call it, into your everyday, 
it gives you a moment to just exhale because you never want to get to a point where you're piling so much into yourself that you implode, especially for someone like me who has to deal with anger and not allowing my anger to just take over everything. There's nothing wrong with being angry. Angry is a very powerful and passionate emotion, but anger unchecked can be a very destructive emotion. And so being able to know that you have the ability to release and express those things is important. So I just really felt like this would be a good thing to touch on because when you're dealing with a medical diagnosis um, of any magnitude, it can weigh a lot on you mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And you need to be able to express that. You need to be able to know that you can be safe with your thoughts and your feelings and that no one is going to judge you for it. So creating these spaces for yourself, I feel like is something that's been huge in my journey as a diabetic and honestly a springboard for me getting better in how I take care of myself because I am now able to face and acknowledge how I feel about it. And even more so every day now than before, because there was a point where I didn't feel like I was allowed to be upset for my diagnosis to feel like there was so many things wrong with how I got here. And so everybody has permission to feel what they feel. You don't need anybody's permission to feel what you feel. The only person that needs to validate that is you. But there's also that understanding that sometimes having those feelings right in the middle of a meeting with somebody or when you're trying to get your work done may not always be uh, the most convenient thing. So having a, a place that you can quickly slip into mentally to express and release and then being able to come back and, and have your head on straightforward is, to me, a powerful resource and tool that everybody can benefit from. So this one might be pretty short. I didn't want to ramble. I really didn't. I, I struggle when I do these topics that aren't 100% about being a diabetes itself because I can either go on for days or I just want to make sure I keep it concise because I don't want to like overwhelm anybody. But this is one of those that's just, it's really important to me. And y'all know I love all things mental health on this show. I will, it will never not be a part of it because it all starts in the mind, in my opinion. And the more that we can allow our minds to expand and to grow and to understand what our hearts are feeling, I think the more this connection with our bodies can deepen because there's that ability to release those built up emotions and things that happen as we walk through life. Yeah. Let me know what you guys think about that. Leave me a comment or a rating wherever you're listening to this. If you're able to find the show in some form of capacity to leave me a message, let me know because I'm always curious as to how people are navigating things that can be tough that can be challenging and how you're able to mentally keep yourself grounded even when you are feeling so many things because you're allowed to feel all of those things but channeling them in the right ways is the the power that you have in having a different experience so let me know in the meantime I just want to say thank you again I don't think I'll ever not say thank you at the end of each episode because my appreciation for anybody willing to listen, let alone go a step further and follow and be updated, all these things is, it's it's just something that I'm just ever grateful for. And I want you to know that each and every time that I decide to 
turn on the camera, turn on the microphone and sit in front of you and say words. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you really feel called to support the show, I'm on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Taylor Danielle. Feel free to fuel my love for coffee and tea. There is a donation button on the player. I wish it didn't say donate. It just feels weird. But, you know, if you're watching on Instagram or YouTube, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Taylor Danielle if you'd like to support the show. I just really enjoy doing this, guys. So it feels good. But I've been asked, how can we support you? And if I can make this a livable job, I absolutely will. But no pressure at all because doing this truly is is enjoyable. I just like having these conversations. I don't think I ever will stop having these type of conversations. So if it speaks to you and you want to support, I appreciate it. If it speaks to you and you just want to give it a like, I like that too. So thank you guys again for your time. I will catch you next week. You already know every Tuesday and Thursday. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.